Thanks for tuning in. This episode was originally recorded for YouTube, so some references might be lost on listeners. To get the full experience and to view current episodes, go to youtube.com forward slash at Rob Talks Beer. That's youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Rob Talks Beer. All right, let's go to the episode. Welcome to Rob from the Internet Talks About Beer, a show where we discuss different styles of beer, beer history, beer flavor profiles. We give shout outs to breweries we think make exceptional beer, and we talk about whatever else comes to mind during the course of the conversation. I'm Rob, and if you uh, appreciate this style of entertainment that I'm putting out there, a little bit of education, a little bit of humor, a little bit of bullshit, uh, you know, I'd appreciate if you'd uh, like the video, maybe subscribe to the channel, maybe tell your friends because, you know, we've all got friends that like beer and, you know, who doesn't want to hear more stuff about beer? All right. Without further ado, let's get started. Joining me today are two uh, two folks. One of them I know from the Internet. One of them is a complete and random stranger to ah, me. Nice. <laughs> so if you would, uh, fellas, tell me a little bit about yourselves, how you got into craft beer. And what you do when you're not talking or drinking craft beer. We'll start with you, Scott. Uh, my name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. I have a, a podcast called West New York Brews, uh, which is about beer and brewing in Western New York, uh, the Buffalo region, uh, not New York City, Western New York State. Um, so go Bills. I'm a music teacher uh, during the day. I teach elementary school. And, uh, and then at night, uh, generally, when I put the kids to sleep, I open up some craft beer, which I got into by uh, through music. So the local place um, where we would play out every you know, twice a month, me and my sister and a, and a couple of other friends, we would play out at this place, uh, Nietzsche's, Brian. It's it's a really um, interesting. It has a lot of character, Nietzsche's. Okay. Um it has a lot of smells. It has a lot of nostalgia. It's a it's a great music place. But they would give the uh, musicians free rolling rock, like musicians as much rolling rock as you could drink. That's and um, there's not a whole lot of alcohol in rolling rock. <laughs> yep, and there's there's not as much rolling rock as I could drink was actually very little. So as we started going to other places, uh, I would start checking out other beers. Like, oh, what do you got? And there was another place where we would play out with the band and uh they had magic hat number nine on and it was just different enough to be like all right that's what i want from now on and then um as other friends started realizing hey scott's into the craft beer like hey you should try this one you should try this i had i had some uh mentors guide me through the craft beer process probably in the mid 2000s uh the mid aughts the mid aughts yep that's that's my story and how i came to it all right. Um, what about you, Brian? Uh, my name is Brian Campbell. I um, well, co-founder, uh, brand manager. I I um, run the Buffalo Beer League, uh, the day-to-day operations. I suppose you could say. Run all of our social media uh, content, all of our writing. Uh, I'm a local uh, uh, beer writer. I write for a website called Step Out Buffalo. In addition to BuffaloBeerLeague.com, 
and I also write for the Buffalo News. I write uh, I write beer features for the Buffalo News. Um, I got into craft beer, man. Uh, the years escape me, but we launched we launched the Buffalo Beer League in 2010, and before we launched officially, uh, my bu- my buddy Scott, not this Scott, uh, my other friend oh my Scott God. McMillan, uh, who I launched the Buffalo Beer League with. We used to drink Killian's. Shout out to Rolling Rock because we did drink our weight in Rolling Rock <laughs> when we were growing up. Uh, but we used to drink Killian's and Guinness, and then that kind of and then like uh, everything that we could get our hands on from Sam Adams, you know, in the in the Western New York region in you know twenty or two thousand eight, as Scott as Scott can attest, two thousand eight two thousand nine, there wasn't a lot of craft options um, no. outside of Flying Bison, Pearl Street uh, Brewery, Buffalo Brew Pub, a few places. So. We started with uh, Scott and I would get different beer we could get our hands on every week, and we had a grade book. We wrote down the beer. We would all take. Well, we would do. Uh, we would write grades and reviews, and then that kind of uh, that kind of graduated to BuffaloBeerLeague.com, where I write about I write about beer. We have a lot of friends in the Buffalo beer scene, and um, and yeah, it's just grown from there. We do you know we do events, volunteer staffing, we cover beer events, and. Uh, so so on and so forth, which I'm sure we'll get more into, but that's kind of my journey into uh, into craft beer. So what I'm hearing is uh, you don't do a whole lot outside of beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, so oh yeah, so I forgot about that part of the question. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> I work for uh, when I'm not right when I'm not uh, working or doing uh, the many facets of the beer of beer coverage that I do. I write about music. Uh, I have a music website. Uh, and I also work for a local uh, local news company. I work on their digital team. Oh, nice. Very nice. Excellent. Well, today we are going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite styles of beer, one that is very divisive. Uh, people either love it or hate it. I've never met anybody who's just like, yeah, I could take it or I could leave it. Uh, we are talking about rock beer. It's a, it's a German style. It is uh, used, used smoke kilned uh, malts uh i will be having one from a local uh well local ish uh toronto uh brewery from uh muddy york i am having jail fire which is their rock beer which is their smoked lager um it's a fantastic beer i think it comes in at like six uh, percent uh you know it's uh it's nice it's light it's it's not overly smoky um you know when i when i get it poured into my glass here if i can pour without having a shit ton of head on it man last night i was recording an episode on belgians and i did a terrible Ooh, nice. pour and i had like three inches ahead and like an inch and a half of beer in my tulip glass and i had to wait like five minutes for it to go down <laughs> so, and you're a video podcast so people saw that yeah. yes <laughs> so so as you can see it's uh this one is uh it's a nice uh golden color uh it's yeah, it medium is. carbonation on this one um not a whole lot of bubbles moving up through the glass, but you can see that there are bubbles suspended in the beer, which is, is which is fantastic thing about this beer. Um, it's not actually a hazy beer. It's just there's bubbles hanging out in the middle of the beer still, and they will eventually nice. make their way up top. Um, it's got it's got a very light smoke aroma on on the nose, not like uh, not like the one that you're having, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's very smoky on the nose. Oh yeah, um, it is. This one is very light on the nose, but you get you get that nice uh, because it's a lager. You get that nice uh, floral uh, aroma that you get from your typical uh, typical lagered beers. You know the the, the nice uh, aromatics that come off of it. So it's a good combination. It's kind of like standing out in the woods and 
there's a campfire somewhere. You got the smell of flowers and, and, and stuff, and you got the smell of the campfire. And then you got a beer in your hand. How how cool is nice. that? <laughs> Man, way to way, way to paint a beautiful picture. <laughs> Tell us about yours, Scott. Mine smells like you just you just doused the campfire and you're standing over the smoke and embers. That's yep. It is super smoky. Um, it is the I'm going to do my best to pronounce the Schlenkela yeah. Kerla from uh, from Bamberg, Germany. I found this at our, our local beer place before I was sure if I could get something local. And um, it's their Urbach version. It's six and a half percent. I didn't notice that until you said how how yours was. But uh, it is super smoky. kind of has that bacony flavor to it that you sometimes get out of a rock beer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the like like we were talking before we started recording, they also have a smoked Merzen and... Um, mm. The the Meriton actually has an even smokier profile, yeah. in my opinion, than that one does, um, and I think that's just probably because of the style of the beer. It allows more of that smoke flavor to uh, to be and aroma to be prominent. Look at that; yeah, he's got his own. That, see that color? And he's got and he's got his own uh, glass there with his own uh, stuff on. Oh there yeah, West New York brew. Yeah, right. got to represent. Here's Scott, my, my I did, flag. I did Oh, Scott, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I could have, uh, I could have busted up my Buffalo Beerly glass, but I, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, I, I, unlike <laughs> you guys, am not using one of my own glasses. I'm using one from one of my favorite breweries. This is Lake of the Woods Brewing, the northernmost brewery in Ontario. They're in, yeah, all right. They're in I've, Kenora. <laughs> I've had some of their beer. Yeah, they also have a location in uh, in Minnesota, like a, directly across the lake from from their Canadian brewery. They have an American. Uh, <laughs> One and then they have another one. I think it's in uh, I think it's in Winnipeg. I think they have a third location. But oh, nice. these guys these guys are fantastic. Uh, they were nice enough to send me a glass when I had them on the show. And and uh, I love this glass because on the back of it, I, you're probably not going to be able to see it too well. Well, you can see the thumb there. Um, but just below that thumb oh, yeah. is 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 a uh, is a uh, a panic line. So when you get to a certain level on the nice. glass, or you hit the panic line, it's time to get another beer. <laughs> It's a good feature. It's a good feature. Yeah, I, I like that. So I still have smoke going on right <laughs> yeah, now. You, you, you're going to have smoke going on for the entire uh, episode here. Yep. <laughs> Brian, Scott, you could have uh, Scott, you could have picked something worse. I mean, that's those are probably my favorite smoke beers in the entire world. Those uh, Schlenkerlas. Yeah. That I, I've drank every one I could get my hands on uh, locally. And those, uh-huh. those are definitely my favorite. Uh, the Smoke Marzen, which you had mentioned, Rob, which... I absolutely love that beer. Blew me away. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, I I, I was talking with with somebody. Oh, it was earlier er, earlier. Uh, well, I guess it was later last year. It was like October, <laughs> November. You know, working from home and never really leaving the house. You know, all the days kind of uh, blend together. Um, oh yeah. But but uh, we were talking about it, and they had never had the smoked Meritzen, and they they picked one up. And they and and they're like, oh my god, what the hell did you have me drink? <laughs> oh, it's it's good. It's I, uh, yeah. I yeah, get like, what like, you were saying that it's very polarizing. It is yeah. very polar polarizing. You know, like I said, I have never met someone who's been like, yeah, rock beer, they're okay. I could take them or leave them. It's either yeah, I love yeah. those or yeah, nope. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, what, the, is, what is one it? of it's my like, sorry. It's like, go ahead, Scott. Well, one of my favorite beers in springtime is a Gradziski, uh around uh, Easter and Dingus Day. So this is this is I I almost think of them as refreshing. Like smoke beers are super refreshing. 
Um, this one, not so much because it's dark. It's but dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say this is my favorite smoked beer. <laughs> what are you drinking, Ryan? So I am drinking. This is uh, a local brewery, Old First Ward Brewing. Well, let me try to get it in frame there. There we go. And uh, with my lovely uh, New York State Brewers Association glass. So this is Created Remains. Yes, there it is from uh, Old First like- Ward Brewing. And uh, this is this is one of the, if not the best, maybe not. I don't know that. No. Most consistent, most consistent okay. rock beers. <laughs> and well, for, first of all, let me put it this way: it's it's the only one you can find on a normal basis locally. Yeah. Uh, and as a smoke beer fan, any kind of smoke beer, uh, I gravitate towards. I've always loved smoke beer. I've always found them interesting, and thankfully, my palate agrees. Uh, but this one is. This one is like that classic Rauch beer. It's a little, it's a little lighter on the smoke and bigger on the body, and it's only six. It's just about six percent, five point eight, and uh, you get it. You don't get you get that smoke note, but you don't get like that um that like that like ham on rye taste. If you know what I mean, yep. if, if you drink, yeah, if you drink a lot of Rauch beers, so it doesn't ta- it doesn't taste like a a meal, but it's it's good. It's filling. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's filling. Yeah. Um, jail fire from muddy York is available year round. So, oh, uh, it's, uh, nice. it's one of, it's one of my go-tos like, uh, you know, um, a- anytime I place an order with muddy York, uh, there's always at least six of the jail fire in the order, you know, it's because it's nice to be able to reach in and have one because it is, um, because this one is basically a, a light lager, um, before, you know, before, before you take into account the, uh, the smokiness, it's easy drinking. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's got, in addition to the smoke flavor, you know, it's got that that uh, that slightly herbaceous flavor to it. It's it's got a little bit of dry biscuit and things like that. It's nice, uh, you know. It's got a clean, quick finish on it, so you can drink more of it, uh, and you don't realize you're drinking as much of it as you are. You know, <laughs> yeah, like Scott kind of had, beers. Yeah, like you were mentioning, Scott. I was just going to say you had pointed out about the Grzyskis. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how like those those are generally like what four four and a half percent, and yeah. uh, yep, less than five. Whenever, whenever I can find those, I usually drink the hell out of those because you don't usually, like you were saying, Rob, you don't usually uh, know or remember how many you, you drank because they're so light. Yeah. So, yeah. and those, those are usually a little lighter on the smoke. That's why I like that style a lot too. Yeah, they're they're actually hard to find around here. Um, Scott and I were supposed to do a the show on them um, like. Uh, was it October? Two years or ago, se- yeah, September, oh, my a year ago, or something like that, and. I had a hell of a time finding any. I found one. You did, at, and nice. then and then Scott ditched me and didn't show up for I the show. Did. That is that is very I, much I, not like me. That I, I am no, that really sorry true. about that. I, I sat here drinking alone and crying <laughs> into my glass because I had been stood up by a yep. guest. Uh, I am and, so and sorry. I'll, I'll have you know, to this date, Scott, you are the only guest who has <sighs> ever stood me up. <laughs> yep. That's very dubious. I don't remember what happened that night, but again, that that is norm. That's not my normal mo. I'm normally the one who's there. Uh-huh. I can attest. I can attest sure, to that. Sure, Scott sure, is sure. Scott is usually the one, the only one that's ever on time. Uh, we we record a weekly podcast or we recruit we record group podcast. He's the one that's always on time and having us in. Uh, usually, we're the ones that don't show up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. So <laughs> so your bad influence rubbed off on him on that day. That's what it is. I got it. I can you take blame around, for that. You hang around with some shady people, Scott. I think that's <laughs> Probably. what the problem is. It was October 28th. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was something. <laughs> I, felt, I felt terrible, and I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> I'm happy that we could make this work and with another smoked beer. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, I, I got to bust your balls a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> deservedly so. Deservedly so. <laughs> so, uh, Scott, you said you're a home brewer as well. You got anything on the yes, go sir. right now? Uh, well, um, that I can talk about. Oh, we have. Wait a second. Top secret? Nah, or we'll what, go. What, we'll what, go what, I'll talk afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> Double secret probation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our local, one of our local breweries, uh, it put out a a beer uh, kit for their flagship beer. Oh, nice! And they're having a contest in March to see who can who brews it the best. To see who can brew it the best, and the winner receives a a free year of that beer of Hayburner, and um, that is currently what I am working on. Nice. Hey, that, not, nothing wrong with free beer. Uh huh. Yep. You Plus, know, I'll have five gallons of of, of this your own beer version of it. Yeah, on tap, yeah. which would be great. Excellent, excellent. Brian, are you a brewer at all? No, you know uh, it's funny because <laughs> all <laughs> all of the it, it's it's ironic though because all of the founding members of Buffalo Beer League, I think there's like three or four of us. They're all homebrewers other than me, which uh, which I think is ironic. You know, Scott's a homebrewer. My friend Scott and Jesse are homebrewers. A lot of people I know are homebrewers, but I never got into it. I don't know why. It's because you got so many friends that do it, you don't need to. That's right. <laughs> that is true. Whenever, yeah, whenever these guys brew beer and they need to get rid of it, they call me, and that's... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, am, I am also a brewer. I've been uh, brewing on and off for 15 or so years, um, you nice. know... I started, I was telling Scott before we started recording that I started off using kettles and, and, uh, buckets. And, and then I moved up to one of those, you know, like a little robo brew. And then I moved up to a different system called a brewery. And then, and then I just went and, uh, got stupid. And, uh, my wife and I were going to open a brewery. Oh. Um, mm. and, and, uh, we, we had, we had gone down the road far enough where we had incorporated we had logos we had space picked out we had architects already involved and then um we 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 thought better of it and it was a good idea because we would have literally been opening our brewery like three months into the pandemic (laughs) so we down downsized uh, we got we we scrapped the idea to start the brewery downsized the brewing equipment from a three barrel system to a one barrel so i've got a commercial one barrel system in my garage that i brew on Wow, that's nice. That's a nice humble brag. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm proud of this system. It took me, uh, it took me forever to get it. It's custom made. It's pretty cool. I, I actually ordered it from a company in China, and you give them the dimensions that you want it to fit in, and the the specifications of how big of a system you want it to be one barrel, two barrel, whatever, and they custom design it to fit. So my specifications were it had to be just under three feet wide so I could roll it through the space in my garage to get it where I wanted. Ooh, all right. And then, uh, and then uh, it, it, uh, it couldn't be more than uh, four feet deep. So I've got, you know, the, the kettles are all custom built and everything. And it, it was pretty cool. And it was, you know, it was funny because uh, I was going to buy a system from Blickman mm-hmm. uh, out of the U S and uh, because of the pandemic, none of the distributors here in Canada could get them. And I contacted Blickman directly, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a 54-week lead time on a brewing system. Oh. Uh, so I started looking uh, you know, at these places in China, and it's like 60-day turnaround. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. it's crazy. Uh, Brian, if you go to at Rob from Internet, 
on Twitter on January 11th, he showed a picture of, of his system. That I shall do. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It was January 11th at Rob from Internet. Yeah, Rob from Internet. That's right. right? There's I... the pro- promotion for people listening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So um, I currently have a beer um, that's fermenting called FAFO. Which you know we all know that stands for fuck around and find out. Ah, <laughs> all right, yes. <laughs> so it was it. It's made up of all the leftover ingredients I had uh, that I wanted to use up. So um, nice. it uh, it's got some pilsner malt. It's got some carapils. It's got some crystal forty. Uh, it's got some saz hops. It's got some pearl hops. It's got some tettinger hops. It's got some Burton ale yeast and it's got some English ale yeast. So it's uh it's gonna be very much in the vein of like uh, an English style mild. Yeah. But it's going to have a little bit of pepperiness to it from uh, from the Saz hops and everything. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got going on right now. I was like, oh, nice. Oh, no, and with the this. crystal malt, too, it'll be it'll have some color to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was just checking on it uh, uh, just uh, before we started. And and it uh, it has it has hit the five percent mark as of All today. Right. So, nice. Yeah. And I was aiming for five to five and a half percent because I was like, ah, we'll see how this turns out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think it's just about done. I think it's just about hit the, the stabilization point. But I think it's going to be right around five, five point oh two, something like that percent. So it's going to be a nice, beautiful, nice light beer that I can drink way too much of and have ha- have on tap in my yeah, especially for making 30 gallons at a time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, luckily, I only had enough ingredients to do a half barrel. So it's only, okay, it's, only right. it's, it's only 15 gallons. Only 15 gallons. <laughs> what are we even doing at that point? Wait, it's it's fitting that you would it's fitting that you would mention a mild on a on a podcast where we're talking about rock beers. Another one of my favorite styles that is increasingly hard to find. Like yeah. I, I I am in love with milds. I love the flavor profile. I love the light AB, the lower ABV. But um, for whatever reason, I don't I don't know. A lot, not a lot of breweries will brew them. There is one that uh, uh, Indie Ale House out of Toronto ah, brews. Yes, uh, love that called Saint Crispin's Mild that uh, I actually have right now, which is fantastic. Um, it, it, it's and I think they still have it. I think you can still get it from them. Um, it's 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 nice. It's I mean it is a classic two style mild, and it's it's uh I think it's four dollars a can Canadian. So you're talking like two seventy five three bucks uh, American, uh, you know. So you know, pop yourself over the border, stop at the Indie Ale House, grab a few, then stop at uh, Muddy York and grab a few Jail Fires and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Where where in um you said Muddy York is in Toronto or. Yeah, Muddy York is in in uh I think they're actually in Toronto. Proper. Okay. Uh here, let let let, let me take a look. Cuz I I uh I was just curious as to why I never heard of them. We've spent a lot of time up there uh drinking. Well, obviously not enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. They are yeah, they're on Cranfield Road in Toronto. Nice. Yeah, I actually uh I discovered Muddy York uh, completely by accident. My wife and I were uh, went to see. Um, th- there was a there's a uh, a theater uh, just down the street from this little bar that we went to. We went to see Cats uh, when it was playing in Toronto, and after we were like, "Oh, we should stop and get a beer or something," and we found this little bar that was literally like two stops away, and they had like five or six Muddy York beers on tap oh, wow. or something like that, or you know, and and. Uh, 
And it, this was this was around Christmas time, so they had uh, they had one called Krampus on tap, which is a dark cherry sour. Uh, it's since nice. been renamed. I don't remember what the name is, but it's available year round now. Um, but it was absolutely fantastic, and that's where I actually discovered the rock beer as well. And I was like, these guys make really good beer. <laughs> I got corrected on the rock beer last night on uh, when I was talking to Brian Kirschmeyer from uh, from Old First Ward because I had been saying Roush. Yeah, it's Rauch. Rauch. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's he, Rauch. he he corrected me. He goes, I, I just got back from Germany and I got corrected on it many times. So <laughs> Yeah, see see I, I grew up I grew up with a, a grandmother who emigrated to the States from Germany in the forties. Ah. So I know how to say rock beer. Nice. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yep, that's one of those things where when you're doing, for example, an audio version of the the BJCP study guides, that's important to know, and I probably messed that up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was going to say, uh-huh. Scott, isn't that something that you do? <laughs> that was something that I did yeah. for the 2015 <laughs> version, but then they changed it to 2021. And if I ever get around to doing the 2021 version, You'll I will make to sure to say Rauch beer. There that's you right. go. Still won't know how to say Schlenkerle. Schlenkerle? I'm not sure. Schlenkerle? Here, there's there's a better. Yeah, it's well, it's backwards, isn't it? Schlenkerle. I can oh, okay. see it. It's just it, backwards for me. It's just backwards for you. Yeah. The, the, All right. Well, I'm going to open the, up some of the cremated remains and see how this there, is going. There you go. There you go. You yeah. should. It is drinking wonderfully right now. Excellent. Also, also if you ever get back to doing the uh, the uh, the audio version of the BJCP, remember, mm-hmm. it's the proper pronunciation is Mertzen, not Marzen. Mertzen. <laughs> yeah. Then I, I, I did have get that one right. pronouncing that wrong. I've been yes. pronouncing that one wrong. Yes. Mertzen. So, okay, what about Maybach? It's it's Maybach. That's what I've that's what I've always said. And then there are people who are like Maybach. Like, no. No, oh, no, that's, no. That's true. I've well, heard that. I mean comes out in May. Yeah, because my in German means May. Right? <laughs> so it's Maybach. It's Maybach. <laughs> yeah. Like, keep your hands off Maybach. Look that's at right. that. Look at that. Oh. That is a lovely port. Oh man, way to show that's it a, off. Yeah, show that's it, a show it to the Beautiful people. beer. Look at that. That that is. That is. See now that's that a lovely is a pour. That is a classic look for for a rock beer. That is the, yeah. the proper color, the proper the proper uh, clarity. Uh, it's got a nice nice amount of uh, head on there. It's the right color. Oh yeah, so. I like that a lot better than the <laughs> Schlenkele. You, it's, it's a much milder. You're not drinking. You're not drinking liquid campfire. Yeah, that's, it's a much milder. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing with those. I mean, especially especially that 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 uh, that brand, man. You know, you really got to love the smoke uh, to drink yeah. those on a regular basis. Yeah, once in a while, I don't know if I could drink it on a regular basis. I mean, maybe once or twice during the session, but I, I don't know how often I could drink these. I mean, I love yeah. the style at all. Yeah. When I went to Old First Ward last night to pick up the Crowlers, um, I did not want to drink this last night because i'm like well why would i do that i'm doing that tonight so i got their uh keller beer oh, yeah. last night which was phenomenal that's yeah. a good and beer. served in a traditional glass which i which i wish i had a traditional german pub glass here tonight but well, i don't technically technically uh rock beer should be served in a fluted style glass like this or yeah. in or that's, that's... uh or in, in a, a nonic pint style glass depending on depending on what the the base beer is that that uh, the 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 thing is based off so uh like 
this one here is, is fine in this style of glass, but if I was having like uh, the smoked Meritzen, I would have it mm-hmm. in uh, I would have it in either a nonic pint or I would have it in an, uh, like a fest beer. Yeah, bar. yeah. So deep in the woods on that one. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I also got some wings. I got the Sheffield style wings, which are kind of like a rotisserie style dry rub. Can't go wrong with that. Gotcha. Some of the best wings in Western New York, the Sheffield style. Yeah. They were yeah. they were great. They were great. Although, I got a 10. 10. There was one drum, nine flats. I don't know how you feel about drums and flats. One drum, nine uh, flats. I'm more about the, 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 the drummies than I am the flats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind the flats, but, uh, you know, I like, I like the little mini drumsticks, man. It makes me feel like a giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you got to, like, break it apart and you got you to gotta work at it. <laughs> yeah. Rob, blue cheese or ranch? Um, neither. Okay, now that's a solid choice. That's a solid. It's it's, it's an acceptable that's answer. A, that's a safe answer. I like I like the wings <laughs> as they are. Uh, that's how I rob right. the same way, and I live I live in Buffalo, and I'm the same way. You know, I I, I love a good hot wing. Um, I have friends that swear by having hot wings and dipping in either blue cheese or ranch, and I'm like, you're defeating the purpose of having a hot wing. Only you're... half of them are right. Is what it is. <laughs> yes, and what it, what is your take on this, Scott? It's blue cheese. It's blue cheese or nothing. Nothing Agreed. is fine. Yeah, if I'm uh, gonna have anything, yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, if you if you were to force me to have one or the other, I would go blue cheese as well because there's nothing wrong with a good stinky cheese. Uh, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually uh, more fond of uh, blue cheese's uh, less potent cousin, gorgonzola, is is my favorite. Uh, and a nice, a nice uh, melted gorgonzola, it, it would be, you know, or a gorgonzola-based sauce would be decent as well because it wouldn't be quite as strong as the blue, but it still has that that same flavor profile. So, Willing to try it? What right. I did just now is I threw a buffalo grenade at you. <laughs> at you, if you would have answered wrong, it would have it would have exploded Buffalo Twitter. Uh, is what see, would have I, happened. I, I I see what you, 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 you're deliberately trying to lead me astray. I understand. I did, but nope, you answered correctly. You did well. It's, yeah, it's no, this... I, you know, and I love, I love traditional Buffalo wings. Um, the old school, you know, hot sauce and butter that you, yep. with, with the deep fried chicken wing, you know, uh, no, no, no breading. I'm a no breading chicken wing kind of yeah. guy. Uh, I, 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 you know, I will eat the breaded ones if they're put in front of me, but my preference is to have the nice, crispy, deep-fried skin on there. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, uh, one of my favorites is actually um, there's a place back in Illinois where where uh, I used to live uh, that did a spicy garlic teriyaki wing, and it was absolutely fantastic. So it was a deep-fried, it was a deep-fried wing, and then they had this spicy garlic teriyaki glaze. Basically, they were super sticky. You know, you had to have you, you had to have like a half a dozen wet naps after you got done just to get it off your fingers, so you could go and use the the, the washroom faucets to, to get it off your face. Yep, <laughs> but it was fantastic. <laughs> nice. I did. Uh, I I went uh, to uh, there's a, there's there's a shitty chain restaurant called Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, they had one of those in our town, and I went there with a bunch of friends because they had their ghost pepper wing thing. Mm. Uh, and and uh, so there was nine of us that went, and we all ordered the, the ghost pepper wings. And of the nine of us, I'm the only one that finished an entire order. 
<laughs> and then and then I ate some of the wings from one of the other guys. Nice. And they're like, "How in the hell can you eat these? They're so hot." I'm like, "Well, after the first six, you don't taste anything." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Then you bring out the blue cheese, and you and you <laughs> power through. You make it through. Yeah, you just have more beer. <laughs> so, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, so the 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 beer that you're working on uh, for your for your your contest here is yeah. that the only one you've got going right now, or do you have anything uh, else? There's also a uh, a wine Ooh. that we have going oh. in the basement right now. Well, aren't we fancy? Everything <laughs> else is is bottled or kegged at the moment. So the nice. only fermenter I have going at the moment is is wine. Except for the super secret one that I'll tell you about later. When we're not recording. That's right. So wow. it smells great in the basement. Um, like, what are you, are you brewing a beer for the government or something? I yes. Mean, what can you not talk about here? <laughs> yes, I can't give you my exact coordinates. Can't give you the specific gravity or, or anything of this. Um, so... Yeah, the, uh, in like if you come to my house, I'm sure it's the same at your house. In bottles right now, I've got I've got Flanders Reds, Flanders Reds, Flanders Reds. I have um, some pumpkin ales left over still. Uh, I've got a hard seltzer that we made over here. We've got um, an IPA that's a little bit too old at the moment. We have. Uh, we still have Brian. Uh, you, I've been talking about this one for like a year, and it's the keg that will not kick. A um, thin mint stout. Oh, I knew you were going to say that because we have <laughs> I was a stout ask tap about that at the I house. I was going to ask about that beer. Every time I go to it, like it has to be done now. It has to, and I get a full glass out of it. Like I don't know how this one still exists. <laughs> You're just uh, not it's drinking a enough. Thin mint stout, right? I have one. <laughs> Like I guess, yeah, I have one about once a week. So to make it a year on a five gallon keg makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and, um, okay, yeah. if you're drinking, you know, uh, what? How? Uh, shoot, I used to know. I knew, used to know how many uh, how many pints you could get out of a, a six cell. But uh, typically, old... I'll get I'll get about forty eight out of it. Yeah. But I I pull I roll up with my red solo cup and and take maybe half of it. Red solo cup. Yes, that I do. Fills you up. Yep. And you don't <laughs> you don't get to see the cascading bubbles in a red solo cup. You just have to wait and assume. Yeah, you just have to wait and assume. That is correct. We actually have red solo cups out uh, in 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 my brewing space as well. I have a I have three taps. Uh, I have a 12 foot long commercial cooler, four doors, two doors for kegs, nice. two doors for bottles and wow. cans. Yeah. Yeah, oh no. Uh we, we we did a big renovation on our house and we uh we put a garage on because there was no garage when we bought this place. And um, we purpose built the garage. The garage is 50 feet deep with 15 foot Oof. ceilings and it's two nice. and a half cars wide. So we park our cars in the front third. My wife does all her gardening stuff in the middle and the entire back third is my brewing space. <laughs> third. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So I've got, I've got, uh, I've got all my fermenters back there. My glycol chiller, the big brewing system, the big cooler. I've got a, a sink and, and just all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a proper setup back there. I can, I, mm -hmm. if it wasn't such a pain in the fucking ass to, to, to get a license to brew beer in Ontario, or should I say to get the five licenses you need to brew and distribute ah. beer in Ontario? Oh, geez. Yeah. I would, uh, 
I would definitely, uh, I could, I could definitely run a business out of my house. <laughs> That's awesome. I was so the say, kegs you are filling. Oh, sorry. Do you necessarily need a tap room? Could you just brew beer and like can and sell at retail? Uh, you still need to have the same licenses. Ah, okay. So you're filling, are you filling like Sankey kegs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a combination. Ooh. I have some Sankey kegs and I have, I have a bunch of cornies. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, and my, my setup, uh, the way I've got my setup, I can easily switch between the two. So, um, for Sankey's, um, rather than just having the standard barb on it, I've actually got a threaded barb, uh, set up mm-hmm. so I can, I can unscrew that and I can put the, uh, the ball lock, uh, valves, uh, the ball oh, that's lock a good idea. things. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's less than a minute to switch between a, a corny and, and a Sankey keg, uh, on my system. So, uh, I can, I can take either and the amount of space I have in the cooler, I could have, uh, I think I could have three half barrel kegs and, uh, three, three six tells in there at the same time. So. Right. Yeah. When you're brewing a barrel or, or even a half barrel at a time to fill that into corny kegs, you'd have to have a bunch of corny kegs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, uh, what have I got? Six corny kegs. And then I've got uh, a, a couple. You're like, well, there's your one barrel. Yeah. Then I've got a couple 30 liter uh, Sankey kegs. So typically, right. yeah. typically what I do is I fill the, the 30 liters up and then anything that's left over goes into any of the cornies. So. That's a good idea. What do you, uh, what, Rob, did you say what you have on tap right now in your garage? Uh, well, on tap right now in my garage are beers that are not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got, uh, I've got Equilibrium, which is uh, an ESB oh. from, from, from Nickelbrook in um, Burlington, Ontario. I've got um, Oktoberfest from Clifford Brewing in Hamilton, Ontario. I, I guess I take that back. One of the beers on tap is mine. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's Rob's Fail Ale. Um, it was the first <laughs> brew I did on the new system and I hadn't quite gotten, um, the sizing, uh, going, going from the smaller system up to the one barrel system. Uh, I hadn't gotten the hop, the hop ratio quite right. So it's a, it's a very sweet beer. It is not, it is not hoppy at all. Um, and it's just sitting on tap, just helping to keep the cooler, uh, at an even temperature right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I I uh, I like Nickelbrook. We stopped we stopped there a couple a couple years ago. I like that place a lot. They make yeah. uh their um their Funk series is really good. Yeah. Are their Funk Lab series or Funk I forget what it's the, actually called. The Funk called, Lab, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, okay. um so they actually recently moved uh the Funk the, the Funk Lab that was is no more. Uh, oh. Hmm. They they uh they have moved uh about what is it about it's about 3 or so miles away from from where they were. Um, a uh, bigger space. It, it's a nicer space. It's still, they're still brewing the, uh, the funk lab stuff there, but the original funk lab, uh, is no more. Um, okay. it is, it is, uh, I don't know if they're selling the building or what they're doing. Cause I know there's a bunch of condos and stuff going up in the area where they were. So they might've gotten like a decent uh, offer to sell the building and they already owned this other building. So they just renovated it. And the tap room is like twice the size of the one that they had over, uh, at the original location on Drury Lane. Wow. There. Yeah, uh, and it, they did a fantastic job because it's got the same feel to it. They've got all the same style oh, of okay. decor and everything. So it's just like, hey, we took the old tap room, we put it in here and just kind of expanded it, you know? Um, it's nice, um, and they do make fantastic beers. They have their uh, their Uber series, which is always fun. So they've got, the, which is, that's their Berliner Weiss. Um, yeah, nice. 
uh, series. So they do like, you know, they have their, their, their typical one, which is a raspberry, but then they always have variations on it. And then they have their, um, they had uh, a series they did uh, a couple of years back called the uncertainty principle, which was just a series of funky, uh, sours that they did. And they did, I think there was eight of them that they did eight different, uh, variations on it, which was really cool. Nice. So I don't know oh, if either man. of you guys are into sours or not, but yeah, yeah. Oh, very, yeah. very much so. Right, I'm into everything. Yeah, the only thing I am not into are are the hazies and the West Coasts because oh uh, really, really ha- ha- <clears throat> hazy IPAs are for people who don't like IPAs, and West Coast IPAs are for people who've just been jilted by lovers way too many times, and they just have to have all that extra bitterness. <laughs> so what what kind of IPAs are your favorite? Standard traditional English IPA. English IPAs. You don't He's, see too many English IPAs. He, See now, now, Rob, you strike me as an English, an English IPA kind of guy. Yeah, Ooh, I love those are I fighting words. For that. I love the heavy malt backbone with yeah. the, you know where you get that you get that sweet hit, and then you get that bitter bite, and then you get a little bit more sweet, and then just as you're finished, it's like, ha here's the bitter again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, back um, back how IPAs used to be. Yeah, yeah, you know. I've always said that New England IPAs are not IPAs and West Coast IPAs are just too damn bitter. And, you know, I am so glad that the uh, the hop wars are over for IPAs. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. the hop wars? Where, oh, yeah. How, you know, how many IVUs can we say this beer has? You know, it got to the point to where what are you basically doing? You're fermenting pureed hops. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I hated that. And that, that really turned me off of, of IPAs for quite a long time. Um, and it's only been in the last, I don't know, probably the last five or so years where I've been able to find traditional English IPAs again. Um, last year, um, May 2-4 weekend here, which is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statutory holiday uh, the week before, um, what is it, uh, Memorial Day uh, for you guys. So in May, mm-hmm. um, we were up in uh, Bancroft, Ontario, which is about uh, four hours from here. And there's a little brewery up there, uh, Bancroft Brewing. And they had one that was a traditional English IPA, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I ended up bringing like a twelve pack home with me because it was so good. <laughs> All right, we're I mean we're lucky because we can we have uh, we have a uh, flying bison brewing company here in Buffalo, and yeah. they uh, they've been you know they've been along or they've been here since the beginning since craft beer became a thing. So and they brew typically uh, typical like German style ales and lagers. And you could they always you can always find like a mild or a ESB or like an English parallel. They'll always have that on tap, which is it's really nice to have that in your back pocket. Like if you want something classic, you can go there. I mean they brew modern styles too. Yeah. But um they specialize in, in old world beer styles, which is which is great to have. Yeah. You know, you know, uh it's funny. Um normally when people ask me, so what's your favorite style of beer? And I'll ask you guys that when I'm done doing this oh, little bit here. Oh boy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I always say porters and stouts, you know, bur- barrel aged porters and stouts, especially, well, typically anything barrel aged, uh, double digit <laughs> beers are in my, are my wheelhouse. You know, uh, I, I consider anything under a 9% beer, a session beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so, uh, but yeah, but lately I have been leaning hard into going back into the old school, you know, the ESBs, the best bitters, the Mm -hmm. milds, you know, things like that. Um, this year we really hit the, uh, the fest beers and the Mart, the Mertzen so hard. 
Um, it was, you know, like I bought the, bought two 30 liter kegs uh, of Oktoberfest from, from Clifford Brewing because I was just that, that into it this year, you know? So that's, uh, that's what the, you know, it's uh, well, that's a half barrel basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And, and there's just me and my wife here in the house. So to go through that much, that much Oktoberfest, uh, oh, I'm technically, I'm not through it yet. I've still got, you know, there's probably, there's probably a gallon left in, 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 that, in that one. Um, but I think it's, it's reached the point where it's, it's not drinkable anymore. It's, you know, ah. it's just, it, 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 it's past its prime. Um, I mean, it's drinkable, but you don't want to drink it because it just, it's, it's over the hill. <laughs> But yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, typically, typically, you know, I, I'm the guy that, uh, it can be, it can be 95 degrees out in July and I'll be sitting there with a 14%, you know, imperial <laughs> stout and people are like, how can you drink that? Uh, I wanted to drink. <laughs> and the right, lawnmower. Scott. Scott. So what's, what's your favorite style of beer? If you were, if someone Ooh. put a gun to your head and said, you have to choose Ooh. one style of beer, what's your favorite? Ooh. Like if I had to go one style of beer for the rest of my life. All right, so Buffalo has a specific type of IPA, which is similar to a West Coast style, but it's not as bitter. Um, and that's probably it. It's an IPA. It's an IPA. Not a super bitter IPA. I fell in love with um, Flower Power years and years ago. Damn hippies. And, and, <laughs> right, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then uh, 42 North, uh, one of the, our local breweries, has, has a Borderland IPA, which has been my favorite beer for the past probably well, six or seven years. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel so basic. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I feel so the, basic are, are, saying are, an IPA. Are, are you the pumpkin spice and Uggs of, of the beer? I am a that? pumpkin spice and Uggs. I'm, I am a white male with a beard and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's an IPA. I feel so terrible about this. There's nothing to feel uh, ter- terrible. If that's what your favorite you know, style is, that's what your favorite style is. Right below it, though, is is Pilsner. I mean, there's. I like everything. Um, but yeah, it's an IPA. Yeah, no, 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 no shame in that. Like yep. I said, little you know, shame. Nah, there's <laughs> no shame. I mean, nah, no it, shame. As, <laughs> as as long as you're not going, well, you know. I, I love this 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 new this new East Coast slushy northern northeastern. I probably like that too. <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm like that that that's no longer a beer that's a dessert. <laughs> probably like it. There's very few beers I've found in my in my travels that I really disliked. You can't think of any right now. <laughs> see, maybe maybe. Maybe. What about you, Brian? If if you had if if push came to shove and they're like, "What is your favorite style of beer?" Well, you know, I, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine earlier today that I find it hard it, to believe that you have more than one friend. <laughs> it would, uh, it would, uh, like I, w- I was just I was just saying that I drink way too much hazy IPA, uh, but that's not my favorite. I don't. I, I was just I was just pointing that out. I would I would venture into the lager category, like Scott had said. I would probably say Pilsner Man. or a Hellas. Um, Ooh, good choice. But I would say I would say it would have to be something in the lager family of things. 
Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's a that is a nice big lane to say. Well, I, I, right, <laughs> loggers. Yeah, loggers. Because I like they, beers and loggers. That's right. <laughs> we have we have both types of, of music here, country and western. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but spe- yeah, specifically in, with, within the logger family, if I had to pick one, it would probably be pilsners. Yeah. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's not. You see, I I love a good uh, I love a good pilsner. Um, I'm more of a fan of the Czech style pilsners than I am, say, yeah. the Italian or or the traditional, uh, the other traditional pilsners. Um, I, I love the just that little bit of spiciness that the Czech pilsners have, mm. and it gives them just that little bit of an edge for me. Um, but yeah, they're 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 also fantastic. Um, if we start talking about other styles of beer, you know, one of my other favorite styles of beer. So so I've got a few favorite favorite styles of beer. Yeah, for- uh, <laughs> that's cheating. No, no, no. <laughs> Imperial stouts and, and things like that would would be the one I would choose if I had to choose one style of beer. But uh, yeah. barley wines, um, oh, of and, course, of and, course, and ice box. If you if you ever if you've never oh. had an ice ice mm. box, wow, those are hard to find. They are. There's there's a uh, there's a uh, a brewery in Ottawa uh, called I'm going to butcher their name. Uh, it's I believe it's pronounced Kishippi. Um, it's a native. It, it's an indigenous owned um, brewery. And they, every five years, they put out an Eisbach. It's only every five years. Wow. And I ha- I happened to come across it. It's been two years now. I happened to come across it, and I ordered ordered like six bottles of it. And I placed pressed the, the thing to, to order it. And then I realized, uh, I put in my address and everything, and I realized uh, afterwards that they said they only deliver locally. Uh. Um, so then I sent him an email and said, listen, I don't care what it costs. I'll pay the shipping costs. Uh, so they boxed it up and they shipped it to me. Nice. One, of, one of them got broken in shipping and I was like, oh, you know, it, it sucks. One of them got broken, but that's okay. They were, they were so, so kind. They, uh, one of the people that works for them has family in the area where I live and they happen to be coming to visit. Wow. So they dropped one off for me. That's amazing. <laughs> Just one here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy was on a motorcycle, so. <laughs> <laughs> what is, where what was is he the... holding it? What's yeah, the ABV I, on that ice block, Rob? Um, oh, you know, I think I think it was around thirteen percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, we we have a local brewery, Twelve Gates Brewery Company. They're in Williamsville, which is north of Buffalo. They brew every once in a while. They brew an ice block. It's nineteen percent. Yeah. Ooh, nice. It's yeah, delicious. It. I love I love a good ice block, but yeah, they are yeah. hard to find. Um, it's funny, like uh, we uh, we hit the Niagara region where all the, the the vineyards are, and my wife my wife likes really likes wine. I'm I'm okay with wine, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll drink it; it's not my favorite thing. Same, but uh, you you put a bottle you put a little bottle of that ice wine down in front of me, and it's gone. <laughs> you ever had the ice wines? So they're like yes. super concentrated little bottles. They're super sweet, and they're higher in the alcohol. Yeah, I'll I'll just drink one of those. Like it's nobody's business. <laughs> my uh my wife my wife is a huge she, my wife doesn't drink beer she's a huge wine fan uh she loves bourbon but for me if i drink wine it's usually port i'm ah, usually yeah, a, yeah. a big port fan what about madeira do you like madeiras i've had them i can't i can't say i can't say enough about them to say that they would venture into uh my favorite category gotcha gotcha no that, that, that's fair that's fair I don't know what those awesome. are. I'm going to Google. <laughs> yeah, but while, but while we're to, oh, go go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go. Madero no, wine. I was just I was just going to point out, like you were you were saying other other beer styles. 
I, I was going to say when I was talking about lagers that if I had to pick like a niche, air quotes, niche beer style, uh, red wine, barrel aged, anything, I'm in. Nice. Uh, dip, whatever the beer style is, I'm, I'm in love with wine, barrel aged beer. Red wine, yeah. barrel aged, cremated remains. There, that hey, would be there, unbelievable. There, there you yeah. go. A smoky right. red wine, barrel aged Smoky beer. red wine. Yeah. Uh, Nickelbrook used to actually, uh, up until just this uh, this past year, they used to do one called Whiny Bastard, which was their Imperial Stout aged in peanut awesome. barrels. Um, I've had that beer. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the I, I think the sales just weren't there anymore, and they've discontinued uh, it. So That's unfortunate. I, I happen to have six bottles of Cool. Hey, wow. <laughs> oh, so, so that leads we're me gonna to make a question. trip so so rob like you so so a guy like you a big beer drinker <laughs> yes. what are we talking about in terms of do you have a beer seller um sort of uh okay i i i, I i'm in my cellar right now where my recording <laughs> space is uh nice. and i do have i do have an area where i do tend to store stuff it, it um but most of the time i actually just reserve uh, a shelf in my cooler um, and I put all my stuff in there and I shove the stuff that, you know, the do not touch for one year stuff all the way in the back. Uh, ah. and, and I keep it just so I keep it cold and it, it, it's it's in the cooler. OK, and I uh, I was doing a show last night. I was telling the guy uh, last year for Christmas I did. Um, uh, it was Kentucky Bastard from uh, Nickelbrook. Uh, I did a vertical flight 2015, Ooh. 2016, 2017, oh. 2018. 2019 every one of those beers comes in at at least 11 percent it Man, was that just good it was just me and all those <laughs> bottles <laughs> that yes. is outstanding that that's so great that was oh, the man. best christmas ever <laughs> a man a man after a man after my own heart that is tremendous yeah yeah no uh uh, and in, in, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, big fan of, of, uh, of aging beers, like barrel aged beers and things like that. So I will buy, um, I will buy, you know, like say half a case of a barrel aged Imperial stout. I'll drink uh, six of them whenever uh-huh. I feel like it. And I'll put the other six on the shelf and say, do not touch for at least one year. And then uh, we go back and we visit how they are. And, and, um, there's a, uh, there's a beer, uh, from, from the Lake of the Woods brewing company up there in Kenora, they do one called deep six. So it's a, it's a different style of beer every year. Um, but they, they, uh, they bottle it and then they drop it to the bottom of the Lake of the woods for six months and let it uh, bottle condition at 20 degrees Fahrenheit for six months, uh, under the water. And it like when the, when the lake freezes, that beer is still down at the bottom of the lake, just waiting hmm. and they pull it up and then, uh, I mean, it's kind of gimmicky, but it's it's cool. Uh, like yeah. uh, the first year I had it, it was an imperial. Uh, it was an imperial stout that they had done. Uh, the second year was um, it was a Belgian. Uh, it was a I think it was a quad, and I don't remember what the this year's one is. Uh, but I, I'm waiting for it to come out of the come out of the lake and come out of the lake. <laughs> Man, that's like that is that is one of the wildest things I've ever heard. It's like like it's Jason Voorhees at the bottle of Camp Crystal or Crystal Lake or something. Yeah, that's right. That except, is, it, it, that's except, ex, except it's like 500, 750 milliliter bottles of beer sitting at the bottom <laughs> of the lake, just waiting to come up and make you drunk. That is great. I love that so much. I was thinking of King Arthur, the lady oh, of the lake. The more more of a refined <laughs> reference than me. I mean. That's right. 
pinky Watery out reference. Watery handing yeah. swords is not a basis of government. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie still stands up so well. It, it it really does. We were we were just talking about it the, the other day. It's just one of those movies that comes up consistently. All right, fellas, yep. we have been we we have been rambling on and and being stupid for fifty four minutes. It's so what we right. do best. This is the part we do best. we're so good that, at it. That's right. You should yes. check out the podcast and yeah. listen to us <laughs> ramble on. This is the part of the show where I go, hey, this is the end of the show. So, Scott, if people are looking to get a hold of you on the socials, where can they find you? Well, I'm on Twitter, at WNYBrews. And uh, the podcast you can find at buffalobeerleague.com. And uh, forward slash podcast, I think. And uh, that's really it. Yeah, that's I mean, I have, a, I have a TikTok and I have a... Uh, you're on there what doing that floss dance, aren't you? I have an Instagram, you? I have a TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, find me on Twitter as long as Twitter is still a thing. That's right, until, until it find implodes. Find me on Twitter. That's right. Yep. Wait, wait a second, Scott. We're, we're friends. We we're, are friends. I did not... Yeah. You you have a TikTok? I did not know this. <laughs> I do. We'll talk about this afterwards, too. <laughs> All right. There's stories. <laughs> Brian, if people if people want to find you out there on the old inner tubes, where can they find you? So uh, all of my writing and all of my ramblings you can find at buffalo www.buffalobeerleague.com, uh, facebook.com slash the Buffalo Beer League. I'm also on Twitter at buff of uh, uh, space, you know, character buff beer league, not Buffalo Beer League, but I'm and I'm in buff yeah, beer okay. League. I'm, that's not what that means, but <laughs> and I'm also on Instagram, also on Instagram at Buffalo Beer League. But basically, BuffaloBeerLeague.com will lead you to all those other avenues to Brian yeah. and Scott. Yeah. Yes, all right. and and your 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 podcast uh, is available wherever people want to get their podcasts. I wherever assume wherever people find their podcasts, That's except right. YouTube, except YouTube. Now, see, we, see, my my show is on YouTube, but it is also it is. a podcast that could be found wherever you find podcasts. Nice. But uh, but know this: if you go looking for the podcast, it is always at least three or four episodes behind the, mm. the YouTube show. That so, makes sense. Yeah, and actually, I think right now uh, I published like everything up until uh, up until this year all at once, and then I've been releasing them uh, weekly after that. So uh, at some point, it'll only be like a week behind. But right now, I think it's still three or four three or four weeks behind uh, the the YouTube channel. So. There this is. will be so. So this will be an interesting experiment because you you said this is a a video podcast. Uh, Correct. It, it, well, it, it, you know, it's it's a video podcast, but I look like I just crawled out of a gutter. Like you said, I I work from home. My wife and I work from home. I never leave the house, and this is you know this is what you get. I mean, I'm not even I'm not camera ready. Hey, there's there's no dress code. I mean, you could have showed up <laughs> wearing wearing the fuzzy bunny slippers like uh, like uh, Scott Knight in Real Genius with your with your uh, your your bathrobe oh. open or whatever, or, or showed up like see. the dude, you know. Car- oh, car- there yeah, you look, go. See? Oh, look at this. Look see? at this. There, there's no dress code. Um, right. I mean, wearing my Buffalo Bills pants. Let's go. Tremendous. For, uh, for all you, for all you guys know, I'm Winnie the Pooh in this shit, and there's no pants that on is, down here. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Uh, all right, uh, this this has been another another fantastic episode of Rob from the Internet talks about beer. And until next time, I'm Rob. Cheers. Cheers. My glass is empty, but cheers. Oh, hmm. that's yeah. Sad. I know that's, that's a very sad it. sight. Don't do it. Bad form. Bad form. <laughs>